And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on the Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm joined by the lovely and talented Miss E. This Well, it's this evening for us. I don't know what it is for you. It could be the break of dawn for you, for all I know. But for us, it's a Monday evening. Hello, darling. Hello. How are you? I am good. And we are uh, doing the show tonight because, A, uh, it's been a week and we owe you a podcast. But also... Because uh, Miss E's not going to be around Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evenings. Yes, because I get to start at the putting where I'm, what I've been practicing into preaching, I suppose. All those uh, recipes that I've been testing out, I'm going to be starting at the bakery doing stuff that, those nights a week. But this, we're not actually starting, um, the front of the house stuff isn't going to start until the beginning of September. But he wants to do a donut, sa- <clears throat> a donut Saturday, this Saturday. And uh, I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna mix up some dough tomorrow night because I'm gonna break it down into. It's a bit. He wants twelve dozen. Okay. So. Hundred forty-four donuts. Yeah. Right. And each one of my batches makes twelve. So you have to make twelve batches. So twelve batches, and I am pretty okay with using like 20 cups of flour at a time so what i'm going to do is i'm actually going to multiply by i'm going to four it times it and do it three times and that way i have a smaller amount to work with and then i can can do a little bit of better control about the size of my padded out shape because we're making square donuts so that we don't have to worry about any um, scraps and re-rolls and uh but what i want to do is make up the donuts let them rise the first time get them shaped and freeze them and then tomorrow morning have them take out like two or three, and then time to see how long it takes from defrosting to proofing, and then we'll know what to do for Saturday morning. You go from there. Yep. All right. Meanwhile, she's been busy in our kitchen as well because uh, while the goats destroyed most of our canning tomatoes outside of the uh, four pints that we were already able to get, um, you did order... 50 pounds of canning tomatoes from one of the local farms around here. Yeah, they were doing a special, and so I was able to pick up um, two 25-pound boxes at the little farm stand that they set up in town. And um, on Saturday, I started with 25, and I peeled and cored... 25 pounds. 25 pounds of them, so one box. And I peeled and cored all of them, and to peel a tomato, you have to have a pot of simmering water, you... You slice an X in the bottom. You drop it in there for 30 to 60, 90 seconds. If it goes a little longer, it's fine because you're going to have to process it anyway. It just gets a little bit warmer and too hot to handle sometimes. And then you plunge it in ice water. So I think I counted 51 tomatoes in 25 pounds. Wow. So I had to peel and core all of those. So my priority on Saturday was tomato jam because I had run out of tomato jam. And I love tomato jam Mm -hmm. with fried eggs and sharp cheddar cheese on white toast as a breakfast sammy. But I ran out. So I needed six pounds of peeled and cored tomatoes for that recipe. So I measured out. It it ended up being like six pounds and a couple ounces. Um, Six pounds of that. And then I started the tomato jam in one pot. And then in the other pot, I just cooked and I just cut up and cooked the rest of the tomatoes down until they almost, after they were cooked, softened, they came down about a third from the pot. And then I ran, and by the time they were nice and soft and in smaller chunks, 
I, stick, I stuck the stick blender in, and um, after I put the stick blender in and it got smooth, then it cooked and it went down to about half, and then I got tomato sauce. So okay. 25 pounds gave me four quarts of tomato sauce, mm-hmm. one half pint of strawberry jam or uh, tomato jam, and three three quarter pints because <laughs> they're the tall, skinny, really pretty uh, jelly glasses, but they're three quarters of a pint each. Okay. And so I got three three quarter pints also of the tomato jam. So it was just Saturday. Yeah. And then Sunday, another 25 pounds peeled and cored, but this time I packed. I can fit seven quarts in the pressure canner. Mm-hmm. And so the jelly only had to be water bath canned. So that was kind of cool because then I could have the hot water running and just dump out extra that I didn't need when I pressure canned the tomato sauce. It was way too close to my water glass there. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, and then um, pressure canning was the next day. So um, I could fit seven whole quarts at one time. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to at least do seven quarts mm-hmm. of um, whole packed tomatoes. And I jam-packed the tomatoes filled to the brim, well, with he- with one inch of headspace, also with <clears throat> salt and citric acid. I cut them into quarters so I could really shove them down. Right. Uh, and I still ended up with like, I don't know, about an inch and a half of liquid in each jar. Yeah. So, which is fine because it makes for great t- Bloody Marys. But I got <laughs> seven quarts of that and then I cooked down the rest of the tomatoes and I just made enough for a really big batch of tomato sauce. And I thought, well, I have all this sauce. Let me make lasagna and I didn't have any lasagna noodles so I had to make my own pasta so yesterday was busy as all it get was out. busy well you asked you said uh, "Ooh, what do you think about uh, lasagna but instead of pasta noodles where you go with eggplant and zucchini and the look on your face <laughs> said it all and I didn't even and you're like, no 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 it'll probably be healthier for us and I'm like it, it's yeah, no no one's gonna eat it but I ended up making probably the biggest deep dishes oh pizza my gosh. Uh, lasagna I've ever made in my life because I wanted to make it big. I had a lot of pasta to use up because it was all over the kitchen, and I wanted to be able to have a couple of nights' dinners worth of it because yeah. if I'm going to be home, not going to be home a couple of nights this right. week. Right. And so it's. I used one of the Camp Chef um, rectangular cast iron. cast iron Dutch ovens that mm-hmm. Scott Lath- Lathith gave us, uh-huh. and. Um, but I lined it with parchment, kind of double on the bottom and, and like each corner. So it. I wanted to make sure that the. <clears throat> Cast iron didn't have an inter- a reaction with the tomato sauce because sometimes when you do tomato sauce in a cast iron, it can get funky. Right. But it was perfect. And then I cut. Oh, it was so good last night yeah. for dinner. And it was good tonight. It was good leftovers. tonight. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I even uh, had a bite cold before I reheated it. And it but was the, yummy cold. But it was the, that homemade pasta was totally worth all the work. Yeah, and like you said, you used our eggs, so it was a nice yellowy, yellowy pasta. Yeah. Unfortunately, now you had none, no eggs. For your fried egg sandwich this morning with tomato jam, right? I didn't have any today. I ended yeah. up just having leftover sausage gravy and a oh, waffle. Oh, that, that was, was that was dinner, dinner two nights ago. Yeah, <laughs> we had breakfast for dinner, so we have, I made sausage gravy and, and giant thick Belgian waffles. And I, sausage gravy and a Belgian waffle is the way to go because you get all the gravy and all the nooks and crannies. It's good, yeah. I mean, I I, I still like biscuits and gravy, I but know. Uh, I get but it. waffles and gravy is good. And our kids don't like biscuits and they don't really like sausage gravy. Well, so. No, they like biscuits. They just don't like sausage oh, gravy. Oh, okay. And I figured, well, if I'm gonna make something, I might as well. Make, everyone likes waffles. Yes. And I don't care what I'll put gravy on. Like, I grew up with cream chip beef on toast. Sausage right. gravy on biscuits was something I didn't learn about until I moved to Oklahoma. So I make my sausage gravy 
like people make cream chip beef, which mm-hmm. is not like how people make sausage gravy no, anywhere else. No, it's so. an East Coast sausage gravy, it's but totally, it's good. I like it. It's tasty. We all love it. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, it's actually got much more sausage in it than the Oklahoma sausage and gravy, which is mostly... Mostly gravy with a high sausage. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mine is sausage Yours with is, some gravy. Right, exactly. <laughs> you can stick a spoon in there. It's like a, it's like a Dairy Queen blizzard. Like The spoon stands up in the gravy. Yeah, I'll eat it. I had, so that's what I had for breakfast this morning, a bowl of gravy with some sausage. Uh, with a with a leftover waffle, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, yeah, it was quite delicious, and I appreciate you leaving us uh, dinner since I'll be doing the Mr. Mom thing for the next few nights. But I'm yeah. excited for it. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be kind of cool. Like I said, this week we're just doing the trying to do the donuts, and then uh, come the beginning of September, the actual bakery is going to be open from Wednesday to Saturday. And he still, and depending on how well the donuts go this time, he'll want to do donuts every Saturday, but he wants to have stuff in the front of the case, so. I'm excited about that. All the bar cookies and the brownies and the goldies and the thisies mm-hmm. and the daddies and the whoopies and the cookies. Yeah, this is going to be all the pounds I've gained trying all this stuff out is you. totally worth it. Man, well, you've lost a lot of weight because of chemo over right. the last couple of years. I have not lost a lot of weight because of chemo <laughs> over the last couple of years, but I have certainly packed on the pounds over the uh, past couple of weeks. I, I have been feeling really gross and out of shape. I'm glad we went for a little bit of a walk tonight just so I could get some exercise in. I got to. Start get up earlier in the morning, I guess, and well, get I, my exercise in. I ran out of flour. Oh no! I ran out of a fifty-pound bag of flour. Uh oh. Yeah, so it's on the shopping list. Time to restock. Yeah, maybe not another fifty pounds. Probably can, another fifty pound, I would think. Let's see if I can get a better price on the last time. I got okay. It. Well, now you now you can go through your distributor, your food distributor. I could maybe probably can. buy an extra Tommy. Let me have a 50-pound right? bag in there, and I'll pay for it when I'm on my paycheck, okay? You, you can, you can, I'm sure you can actually do that because... Uh, I've been making a lot for them. Well, for and research. two, but, but um, because of the COVID rules, um, restaurants are able to actually be oh, grocery, grocery stores. stores. They're, remember, they're selling oh, yeah. bacon and meat and That's true. stuff like that. So That's true. You could probably buy your 50-pound bag of flour, and it wouldn't be that big a deal. Woohoo! So we should... Uh, yeah, we actually do need to restock. I mean, we haven't talked a lot about prep stuff yet but uh, i gotta tell you i mean i'm getting a little weirded out by uh the continued social unrest and the the prospect of um the election not being decided on election day but you know having weeks of uh indecision and uncertainty which will probably lead to more chaos on the streets i'm a little concerned about what happens to the coronavirus come the fall and so you know, back in March and April, if y'all ended up buying in bulk and, and you've used all your bulk stuff over the summer, um, now would be a good time to, to restock while things are actually in pretty good shape. I know that, you know, we can find toilet paper at our grocery store now again. And Yeah, but don't go nuts on the toilet paper. That no, don't go nuts on the toilet paper, but go, go, go kind of nuts on the staples. Make sure that you've, again, got at least two weeks worth of food in your house just in case the... You know the closures happen yeah, again. Yeah, we, we, we went with canned chicken and canned tuna and a twenty-five pound bag of rice, and we've got we have a fifty-pound bag of flour and stuff right. like that. But yeah, we're still doing good with uh, with rice, which is good. Yeah, we still have a lot of that. Um, but uh, yeah, and the bacon seeds are getting big. We haven't. Oh, yeah. um, we it'll probably right. it'll probably we're probably still like two months away from processing them. Yeah, because we were going to do it in October. Yeah, because we want to do it before deer season starts because then our processor, he's back. I mean, once yeah. deer season starts, he's done. Yeah. This year, I imagine, it's going to be busier than ever. So mid-October is a good time for us to get the uh, the hogs processed. Okay. And, yeah, they are 
big and meaty looking but right lean. now. They're not like fat like the no, no. The, when we first did American Guinea Hogs. You could see they were roly poly, mm-hmm. and then the meat was roly poly, and they great. They make great sausage, and it was tasty enough bacon, but it was kind of a crapshoot as to how much fat was going to be rolling through some of the pieces of meat. Right. And I spent what a month making a ham remember four weeks i had it brining for four weeks and then i smoked it over the course of a day and when i cut it into it it had just this nasty inside giant blob of fat that just did not work well at all the whole ham was gross so yeah i'm not worried about that with with these i kind of want to finish them off and fat them up a little bit you know like probably the last month or so before we get them processed but they're in good shape well, we can start buying extra cheap pumpkins from farmers markets and throw them into pumpkins mm-hmm. for them and give them some extra corn and yeah, that'll work. Work and some blackwell sunflower seeds for that for the for the fiber and for the for the fat. Right, they'll it, eat it if it's mixed in with other stuff. Oh, they'll eat anything. I mean, yeah. they're basically garbage disposals. They really you know, uh, garbage disposals. <laughs> And uh, we're also going to make, I don't know when, maybe tonight after we get done with the podcast, to start our, our first tomato wine of the season. Oh, yeah. We um, we were saving up some of the sun gold and a couple of the little orange panouche because, or panouche, panouche. I, gotta, I panouche. can never remember which one it is, and I say it wrong every single time. Panouche. It's panouche. Tomatoes. It's because we wanted to just make an all orange tomato wine to see what color it would be because we used orange and red tomatoes last year and mm-hmm. we ended up with a pale yellowish well urine colored actually uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yellow wine the first batch and it's a little bit lighter in the second batch that we made a couple months later um but this is going to be an all orange tomato wine so yeah but we i've been um washing off and then putting them on cookie sheet trays so they can freeze individually and then i've just been saving them up in a ziploc bag in the freezer and we finally got to a little we needed four pounds of tomatoes we got to a little bit more than four so we have enough to make a batch of wine yep and i need to go pick more tomatoes tonight too we're now in the time of year where every night you go out and you pick probably a quarter pound of tomatoes or so and these are just a little tiny cherries yeah the stupid goats i won't call them stupid they're smart and sneaky but they uh they, they thwarted our defenses again. Yeah, so now we have the Electronet up. We had a baby gate on the porch. And two mornings in a row, they managed to, they you, you to woke it. up to the sound of... Uh, oh, actually, I guess it was one evening we were watching TV, and you heard the clattering the of porch. their hooves on the porch. And then the next morning, you heard the same thing. And yeah, the stupid goats pushed the, uh, the baby gate, yeah. managed to get in. Uh, have eaten all of the slicers, the slicers that were are completely gone. Yeah, I'm now. gonna just pull them out. And of then that. They, I think they, they got all of the 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 um the determinant the determinant paste bed had, had been making a comeback. Right. <laughs> Not now. Not now. No, the indeterminates though they're they're actually working. Yeah, uh, they, we're we'll able of, to get some more from. There's a lot the of indeterminate paste tomato beds. Yeah, there, and there's one green. starting to go right. No, there's one that's turning. Well, so once one goes, they'll, they should start right. following. So yeah, so the uh, the tomatoes that are still alive are doing quite well, yeah. um, and now we're starting to get to the point of we're thinking about fall crops. So what are we going to put in our uh, boxes? Because we're getting ready to pull out again at least two beds of tomatoes. Well, we should have been doing that now, though. I mean, it's coming in late. Like now, between now and the beginning of September, we should start being at least throwing some seeds in the ground. Yeah, well, that's two weeks. We got two weeks before the first of September, so we can do some. Uh, we're gonna do some lettuces, and we're gonna do some baby bok choy. Mm-hmm. And I think we can do um, 
to beets and carrots real quick, maybe in the in the out of the out of tomato tomato beds, mm-hmm. maybe I don't know if that gets enough sun for the root vegetables, but we can also put in maybe some Brussels sprouts or some cabbages. Yeah, we do and have some Brussels sprouts, and I want to keep things away from them. I've wanted to do Brussels sprouts the last two years, and we've always remembered too yeah, late the in the season. To, oh yeah, we got to put the brown. So we can actually do that this weekend. I yeah. can uh, plant the Brussels sprouts. Maybe get up and do that while you're uh, making donuts and serving donuts. donuts. (laughs) I might drive down and get a donut from you this weekend, too. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how that works. Right? He wants to start at 9. Okay. So So you got to be there at like 5? Probably-ish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or at least leave here at 5. At least you leave here at 5. But, you know, whatever. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun. I hope I don't feel crappy. I have chemo Friday. I know. I'm a little worried about that too. But maybe he, you know, you know, gets pushed back another week again. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, this is an experiment for everybody involved. It's an experiment for the bakery. It's an experiment for you. It's you know, let's see if we can make this work. Yeah. And I hope that we can. I can too. I hope so too. So, but you know, fingers crossed. But we'll see how it goes. It's all. It's all fluid. Yes. Meanwhile, uh, I will say this. Last summer, we were complaining, like this time, we were complaining about a lack of rain. Not this because year. Because we went two months last year uh, from like June, and all of all of June, all of July, and most of August before we got any rain. Yeah. This year, nope. It's like springtime again. I just had to mow the lawn. I'm back to mowing the lawn once a week just to take care of everything. We had, there's so many um, tropical storms and hurricanes that are forming in the Atlantic and they're like pushing things up or we're getting storms pushed up from the Gulf, but it's been wet this summer for us. Yeah, we had, nice we had about a little bit more than a month. Again, like June to early July, but where then we didn't since, have any rain. But since then, like where the where it's been the hottest, we're mm-hmm. still getting dampness. So it's nice. We've hardly had to water the tomatoes. Right. And we haven't had any issues with cracking, except for when the cherries get too ripe. Yeah. Like, We've talked about how sensitive and, and thin-skinned these sun golds are. Yeah. So it's better to pick them. We've learned. Better to pick, pick them, them before they're early. ripe. Sometimes you're gonna wait, and you're like, "Oh, I just like that bright orange." But by the time it gets to bright orange, you got literally like a matter of hours before they just they split just open. Split. That's why you do not see them in your grocery store, right? In the grocer's produce section. But it was a high of 68 degrees last Saturday. It was so nice. Oh, whack! Yeah, and it's when August. it was rainy and it yeah. was cool and it was wonderful because it had been you know early night or been upper 90s, yeah. lower 90s, just miserable 80 percent humidity. And it's been like it's it's 95, but it feels like 100. Because right. of the humidity, so to have that just that break, it was one day when it was sixty-eight. And I think uh, Sunday was like seventy-four degrees. It was that was nice. Back to mid-eighties, like for the next couple of weeks, and so more and more seasonal temperatures, I guess, for August. But yeah, it was really nice to have that little sneak peek at fall. Virginia humidity is like New Jersey humidity. It just is all-encompassing, and it's sort of like trying to breathe wet air. It really um, is. But I remember when I moved to Oklahoma, and people out there were like, "Ooh, it's a humid day." I was like. You people do not know what humid is. I'm like, how did you say it's humid in the middle of the desert in Oklahoma? I was like, this is not humid. This is nice. You got what? It wasn't humid? the desert. It was a Great Plains. Yes. Yes, yes. But anyway. Yeah, I know. Way so, not humid. No. Not in comparison. No. So everybody's doing well on the farm. Bullet has uh, recovered. His tail is looking much, much better. better. He's feeling much better. The cone of shame is off. The inflatable pillow is gone from around his neck. And so he's... Just feeling much more back to being his normal bullet self. Yeah, and I got an email from Erica, and thank you. She was giving me some advice about talking to him because um, she had said that something uh, the dog whisperer had said about when you talk to a dog pitifully, they they feel like, oh, I need to be pitiful. 
And so ever since then, I've just been talking like, oh, you're fine, happy boy, Mr. Handsome, yada, yada, like nothing's wrong. And mm-hmm. um, when he whines, I'm like, oh, stop, you're fine. And then he does. He, he'll he stop complaining. But sometimes he actually just like literally will talk to me. Yeah. And I, I'll say, you need to quit your belly aching. I'm not listening to you. And he's, rrr, rrr. I'm like, no, 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 no. You need to stop. Like, literally, yeah. it's like talking to Chewbacca. It's hilarious. It really is. It's really funny. But, but yeah, his uh, stump is looking way better. The scar is looking like it's uh, hardly an issue. It's nice and clean, and his fur is starting to grow back. Um, and he'll wag his little stump, so he'll, he, he's still wagging his tail. It still probably feels a little weird for him because he's like still doing that little tucking his butt thing under when we first go out for a walk. But uh, I think once he gets used to it not being there anymore, I mean, is it his his tail's big almost as around his might wrist. Oh yeah. And so it's probably a, a it's probably throwing his his balance off a little bit cuz it was probably something big hanging on his butt. Yeah, absolutely. But, Meanwhile, we have uh, a, a special guest sitting here with us uh, as we do the podcast tonight. Zelda has been standing by wanting her pets and lovings the entire time that we've been doing the show. Yeah, part of it is that we're at the dining room table. <laughs> so so she just automatically assumes that there's some food involved somehow. And so no. she just keeps staring at him. No. You find someone to stare at you like Zelda stares at Cam <laughs> when he is sticking food in his mouth, because it's amazing. Speaking of food, uh, Roy Rodan, 40acrefool at gmail.com is the email address if you'd like to send us uh, an email. Roy Rodan had said, I'm having to rethink your podcast. I'm out walking, and you guys keep talking about what Miss E's been baking, etc. Kind of defeats my exercise regimen, since I uh, probably read the pantry when I get home. Anyway, happy birthday, Cam, and happy anniversary to you both. Glad you guys got away for a vacation. All the best. Well, thank you for that, Roy. And uh, listen, <laughs> man, you just have to listen to this stuff. I have to smell it and look at it and, and, and taste walk it. by and it and be opinions. the guinea pig. Yeah. Exactly. They have to all try food here, too. Everyone, yes. Everyone who comes here is like, oh, hi, how are you? Who are you again? Here, eat this. <laughs> right. But I, I do appreciate that. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to... Well, I mean, we talk about what's going on in our lives. Right now, there's been a lot of food going on in our lives. So a lot of baking. Maybe that'll change in the uh, near future. I don't know, but I'm glad that you're still listening. And best of luck to the exercise regimen. Uh, Mark, also writing in from Louisiana, says, uh, Long time no talk. Hope you all are well up north in Farmville. Your last few episodes have been a source of brightness and a somewhat bleak work week. They make my commutes a good part of my day. The good health news and baking, as well as being able to hear Cam cover for David Webb last week, was awesome. Thank you for that, Mark. I had a lot of fun filling in on SiriusXM Patriot. I had a really good response. It was great to have folks who used to listen back in the day when Cam and Company was on the uh, the channel, and then some new folks who uh, had some kind words to say. So hopefully I'll be back before long, but uh, I'm glad you were able to tune in. Mark says, uh, down here on Foxborough Farm, we have added to the residence again. Uh-oh. What they do now? Two Nubian weathers named Finnegan and Frank are now Mark's full-time landscapers. Okay. Uh, and they did get, when Mark emailed this to me, he said they're putting in an offer on a full-blooded Percheron draft horse. Holy moly. Who originally came from Virginia, of all places, and is not being used enough by the current owners, so they're looking to sell. She's older but very calm, can carry me and our son for rides from time to time. Uh, and has done parades before. Aww. Uh, and he says, uh, I'll know. Oh, so I, I take that back. He has not gotten this as of yet. He says, I'll, he'll know tomorrow okay. whether or not they uh, get her. They're going to get her. I'm sure. They're going to get her. So Rosie the donkey has a friend. Or, yes. And all these other critters. And now they have weathers, which are only good for lawn care or for turning into barbecue if they don't want to be lawn care. Right. Way, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, man, uh, 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 the good news is you only have two because I can tell you seven goats can eat pretty much... Uh, 
all of the trees that they can find, and then they'll just get picky and they won't actually eat the grass. We have nine. That's what, do we have nine now? We have nine. We have five oh, yeah. adults and four children. Oh, that's right. We do have nine. Uh, well, nine. Nine. Eat a lot of uh, uh, trees, and then they get bored, and then they start going Trying for to get tomatoes. Into tomatoes. <laughs> Stupid cows. <laughs> uh, Mark says we had foul pox blow through our flock. I had oh, to. No. Right? He says, I had to Google how to wring a chicken's neck. Ah, yeah. A task I do fun. not enjoy at all, but it needed to be done as they were too sick and too far gone. Oh. I also had my first encounter with a copperhead. Ah. He met Mr. Mossberg. <laughs> <laughs> Mine met Mr. Machete. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, he did. Uh, it's funny, says Mark. I used to love coming to work when I woke up in the morning. Now I can't wait to punch out and make the commute home and unwind and then change into my farm clothes and punch my time clock at home. My TV and movie time is at an all-time low. No video games since we moved, except now I play Farming Simulator 2020 on a daily basis. <laughs> Quite honestly, 2020, says Mark, has been a great year for us. Talk oh, more that's soon. Awesome. I am really glad to hear that, Mark. That is, uh, you know, again, it's been such a crumb year for uh, so many people. Yeah. I'm glad to know it's been a great year for you. And, you know, it is interesting. Like, so Missy and I, 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 I honestly haven't played a video game in over a year. Yeah, the camera. Um, when NRA TV ended, I think I've talked about this before, like I was afraid to touch the PlayStation when I was briefly unemployed because I just I did not want to become that guy. Mm. So I just didn't. And then ever since I've been working at Bearing Arms, just haven't really had time and you know, at the same time I'm also now in my mid forties and it's like, all right, at some point you probably gotta put the game controller down. I mean, you don't have to, but... Says a 54-year-old woman who still likes to play Crash Bandicoot. I know. <laughs> at some point, you can't be a full-time gamer, let's well, put it that way. Not you unless know? I was actually earning can't a salary your, at it. Can't be, it should not be your biggest hobby when you're in your mid-40s. No. Um, and we watched very little TV until actually we got our smart TV like a month and a half, maybe two months ago. And we're like, ooh, we can watch Netflix now. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been... Uh, Kind of binging on some old Netflix shows, but but generally speaking, it's after the sun goes down. There's we're yeah. usually plenty of stuff to keep us busy. Uh, before we started the uh, podcast tonight, I like I said, I went out and I uh, mowed the yard because it, we had not been able to do so for the past week, and yeah, it was so raining all weekend. It's crazy, and then the goats because we've been letting them out uh, have taken up residence on our back porch. Only they've kind of uh, yucked it up. Well, just so like they I, do in their little houses. They poop up inside yeah. their igloos. They do the same thing with the back porch. It was just covered with poo. Right. So I grabbed a shovel and a uh, cart and did some uh, poo duty. I got to do that with the uh, pigs tomorrow. Pooey duty. We used to yep. call it at horse camp. And then I think Wednesday is probably going to be pooey duty for the chickens. I think it's just going to be uh, pooey duty, duty every night. <laughs> and that way we don't have to do it all on the weekend. Yeah. So you you'll be baking and I'll, I'll be, be baking. You'll be doing pooey duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're getting the better end of that deal. Totally. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that, too, honestly. I Like I said, I'm really excited. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. It's cool that you get to be, you know, you get to put this on your resume now. You know, professional baker. Well, it's just okay. It's kind of funny because when I first, you know, decided oh, I'm going to go away to college, it was to go to the Widener School of Hotel and Restaurant Management because I thought, oh, I'm going to be a chef. And then... Uh, 
I couldn't afford to go there anymore and times, you know, things changed. So then when I decided to go back, I thought, eh, maybe I'll be an English teacher instead of a chef. Because I watched my friends in the restaurant industry and I saw how hard it was and uh -huh. how many hours you had to work. And I was also going to be a mom and I was just like, I can't leave my kid at home and work all this time. So right. just like it had to be a career change. And it was like, well, if I have children, I can be a teacher and we can have the same kind of hours. So it was a perfect fit. Um, except for teaching was also dotted in the cards for me because I all did my student teaching in Camden, New Jersey, and it was more like hell. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll talk about that in the uh, Foul Language podcast, which, by the way, you can uh, access if you go to patreon.com slash Cam Edwards. It's the uh, uncensored after show that we do each and every week for our subscribers. Uh, we also have the first but not the last anti-communist book club uh, up there you haven't you, you, so you've been reading one of my books that I gave you Assignment in Utopia by Eugene Lyons but yeah, it doesn't seem like you've made much progress the last couple of days no I haven't been making much progress the last couple of days I have had like a toothache problem and I can't concentrate on my mouth hurts so. yeah this is like the worst probably one of the worst side effects that you've had from it's it's actually not chemo it's, it's a side effect from me and my the way I always used to clench my jaw at one point oh and it's that bone built up in the bottom of your mouth that's called a tore. And what happens is every once in a while, they'll, like like a stalactite, it will grow out from your jaw and make its way through your gum until it gets big enough where it breaks off and it'll maybe stop or start all over again. Well, it's starting all over again. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. Uh, and just hurts for the longest time until it happens. And then you're like, okay, I finally broke through. It's not so bad. Yeah. It's just, now it's there. But it's, uh, it really is a pain. The whole, my, jaw, my whole jaw aches. Excuse me. But Tylenol isn't a hope and... and I'm trying to be positive, but yeah, I can't concentrate. There's too much, like, too many people, too many details, too much going on, too many of what's happening here now, and I'm like, okay, and everybody's in Russian, so it's like, okay, I don't even, I can't even, these names aren't even working in my head right now, and so, and when you get stuck on the same paragraph a couple times in a row, yeah. like, I can't pay attention to this. Nah, I totally get it. So. Well, I'll be, uh, I'll, I, I'm going to wait, I'm going to try to wait anyway for Missy to finish reading the book, so maybe that can be the next uh, anti-communist book club selection but uh you know if if, if it doesn't work because you're working and working and working and working then uh i'll try to, I'll try to do it in the in my evening ish down maybe talk before i go to bed at night because i thought i had a hard time falling asleep i should probably try to read a little bit before i went to bed and yeah maybe i'll uh, maybe i'll maybe i'll call you at work and just read you books on tape kind of i'll just read it to you out loud that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, we're going to start to wrap things up here. But again, we really do appreciate you being a part of this podcast and this community. A little break from the uh, the news of the day and the politics and the uh, just all of it. Just the just the sludge that is 2020 for most of us. But Mark, uh, we're glad that you can hang out with us for a half hour and laugh and uh, smile and have a good time. And we really do appreciate uh, you being a part of this. So, again, shoot us an email, 40acrefool at gmail.com. You can also send us snail mail if you would like. Uh, the post office box, you just write to uh, Cam Edwards or Coney Goat Farm or Miss E, P.O. Box 817, Farmville, Virginia, 23901 0817. Oh, I have two letters I have to write back to. <laughs> okay. You better do that then. I will. get it done this week. All right. Well, listen, uh, until we get a chance to talk again, which should be next week, be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot. Oh, real quick, though, before I say <laughs> my thing. Yeah. So my mom sent me, my mom's in New Jersey. She sent me, a, she was listening to the podcast, and they pulled up next to a car that was parked, 
and in the one of the stickers on the back of the window it said make some make stuff oh cool it just said make stuff and i was like hey so there you go just wanted to finish that out someone's listening there you go right so live a little learn a lot be safe have fun (laughs) and make stuff (laughs) and we'll talk to you soon with another edition of 40 acres and a fool here on blaze podcast network on the Blaze Radio Network.